On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with Caitlin Kessler, and we go down in some rabbit holes, but I promise you this is an episode worth going into. Such a different take and variety into, um, while also talking about many of the fundamentals that we often talk about on this show through habits and how that all correlates. Um, so it's a really cool and interesting episode that I know you're going to enjoy. Caitlin is awesome, and we have a lot of similarities and similar beliefs and habits and exercises that we do while also getting into the woo of uh, talking to our higher selves. What? I know. More on this, but first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Monatatibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. All right. I am so excited. We we're just talking right before here about our commonality among the things that we're going to discuss today, the things that this show is all about. So I am so excited to welcome a very special guest, Caitlin Kessler. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here uh, because I'm excited to talk about what I know we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for, for having me. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for being here. So real quick, just tell us a little bit about who you are, who you serve. Yeah. So. I am a coach. I work with business owners, service-based business owners who, to be quite honest, are kind of over their business. <laughs> They've been going out for a while and they're kind of hitting this, this cap of, I can only work so many hours and raise my rates up. You know, I followed all those, those blog posts that I read about raising my rates and now I'm burnt out and I'm exhausted and I'm kind of resenting my clients and I don't know what to do next. <laughs> and I really help them make some shifts in their mindset and their business and come up with a business model that is really aligned to what they actually want to be doing versus, you know, what they think they should be doing uh, that is profitable and that really feels just a lot more effortless and easy and flowy and all of the good words. I am not about hustling. So yeah, that's me. Love it. Yes. Flowy, finding those things that just like make you feel amazing and effortless. That's awesome. And I think that's like really amazing. And I love, um, you know, the idea of helping people, um, you know, pivot in that and like doing something that you love again, like yeah. when you're a business owner, you should love what you do. It should not be, um, a stressful, obviously there are stresses, but if it's stressful all the time, you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> completely I know for for myself and my business history and then for you know the people that I work with it's like you get started doing something because you're like you're not bad at it like oh I'm kind of good at this and then you just keep doing it but you never really get a, like a check-in and you're like oh I don't like this isn't my life's work this isn't my passion this isn't like you know big picture like what I'm here to do and so yeah it never gets to feel really easy and flowy and effortless because like you're right it's not what you're meant to do there's something more and I love uncovering that with people so yeah yes awesome <laughs> love it yes I look forward to hearing more about that but um I want to get right into the juicy stuff 
um, and really dive into, um, you know, our morning routines and wonderful <laughs> habits that we create and how that helps us for success. So let's just dive in. Um, you know, what's, what is your favorite like morning habit or take us through like your day that just like you love um, how you start your day? Yeah, yeah. So my morning kind of like routine or ritual uh, really centers on not so much like a checklist of items, but rather uh, getting to a feeling of like, okay, I'm good. I'm calm. If there's any fires when I open my inbox, I know I can handle it. Like it's just a sense of, of peace and not like frantic energy. Like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. Uh, like I, I do what I have to do to get out of that mode if I start to go in that mode. Um, so most of the time, what it looks like is meditation and journaling. However, like if there's something big on my mind, I will do, you know, some tapping. I do uh, EFT, if you're familiar with that. So tapping on your pressure points. Um, and I'll, even if it's like something that's really kind of weighing on me, I'll even like get out and like go for a walk or something like that just to kind of get energy moving. But the main consistent things besides coffee are <laughs> meditation and journaling. Um, and it's super simple and requires no bells and whistles, right? It's just like being in your head a little bit and writing out what comes up for you. <laughs> Love it. I want to hear more. What did you say? EFT? What, the tapping? What is, yeah. can you talk more about that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So emotional freedom technique. It's, um, I guess it's technically under the, uh, it's not under NLP, but it's taught alongside NLP, like certifications, neurolinguistic programming certifications. Um, and it is a way to help move energy sort of through the body. So if you're really just like in your head because you're worried about, uh, you know, money or getting another client or whatever is on your mind, right? Literally anything you can uh, help your body to process that faster, to move that emotion and everything through you faster and get that energy moving so that it's not just kind of weighing on you. Um, so you, you go around these different points on your, on your, mostly on your face, like around your eyebrow, on the side of your eye, under your eye, and you just tap on it. And it's kind of, it's interesting because it goes against in a lot of ways, like the the positive vibes only message because it allows you to actually say what's coming up. So like you might be tapping and saying like, I'm scared. I'm not going to have any money. Like it's okay to say that. Like you don't have to, you know, keep it all positive, but in doing that, it really lets you process and feel your feelings and move through it. And so it's um, really, really good for kind of lifting that weight off your shoulders. If there's anything going on in your world. That's amazing. How did you so learn amazing. about that? That's so unique. Like I've never, yeah. never heard of that before. Oh yeah. It's so good. Um, it's really, it's really, really simple. Like, there's, there's a ton of YouTube and stuff videos about it, but um, it's really simple. It doesn't require any like tools and stuff like, like no extra things, you know, like it's just your hands and your body. And so that's why I really like it because it's like, you can do it anywhere. You can do it anytime. You don't even have to like, once you get pretty like good at it, you don't have to like say anything out loud. So you can just kind of like do it you know, quietly by yourself and not draw too much attention to you. Um, and I learned about it. I don't remember where I learned about it the very first time, but I got certified in it as part of like the certification that I went through for some of my coaching, you know, things with um, like life and success coaching and the, and the neuro linguistic programming uh, coaching. That was part of that like bundle, I guess, for lack of a better word. That's so cool. Yeah. It's and really good. Yeah, I may have to 
look into that a little bit more. It's fascinating. My favorite YouTuber that does it is Brad Yates. He's like such strong dad energy, <laughs> like in the best way possible. Like you just, you want him to tell you that you're doing, he, you want him to tell you that you're just like doing good. Like he's like that kind of vibe. Um, so I recommend him. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Yeah. Cool. So you do that. And then yeah. um, you mentioned journaling and meditation. What's your journaling process like? Yeah, so um, I actually, I do this for like clients and students and stuff too. I have a long list of like kind of prompts to get you started. Um, and so if I'm really drawing a blank for whatever reason, if there's like, I don't know where to start, I'll just go to those and just pick one out at random just to see what comes up. Most of the time, I don't need that. Most of the time, I kind of start with writing things that I'm grateful for, things that um, I you know want to happen, kind of like scripting it in the future, like it is now whatever date and I have this and I did this and whatever. Um, and then eventually what ends up happening, I notice that when I'm, when I'm really getting into writing is like, I start kind of uh, uncovering some of my own, you know, resistances and stories and things like that. So like, for example, if I'm writing, you know, I want to get this many clients and make this much money. And then I started to feel myself starting to write things like, you know, but I'm scared to do this or I'm nervous about doing that. And so for me, it's a really good tool to kind of see what's going on in my head and see what's holding me back from doing the things I want to do and that I can, you know, take further steps on working through those, those limitations. Awesome. So yours is much more open formatted and just kind of like what's coming up for you at that time. Yeah. I think when I first got started with it, I probably depended on prompts a little more just because it was new. Um, but now it's kind of, yeah, it's in this rhythm of just kind of starting things that I'm really happy about and things that I want to come. And then, you know, if there's anything that comes up about that, that's needs to be worked through or thought about more, I kind of process on this page. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. I love it. <laughs> I always find that. So it, it is because I think it's a, it's a great point too to, to kind of reiterate that starting with prompts is a great strategy. Oh, yeah. Because I did yeah. the same thing. Um, I started with prompts, but now it's like I still have my own prompts, but it's mm -hmm. still like a little bit more open format than the the prompts. But like to get started, I think everyone should probably start with prompts. Do you agree? Oh, completely. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like when I always, it's one of those things, you know, when you're like, you know, you're on your journey, doing whatever, and like you kind of forget what it's like when you got started. And so I always include like journal prompts and affirmations and anything that I do, you know, for people. And I always kind of think of that as like, oh, I hope they use it. And, you know, I don't know if they'll actually use it. And it's always like the number one thing that people are like, oh my gosh, prompt 42 changed my life. And I'm like, what was prompt 42 again? <laughs> but I'm like, it's so good. People really, especially when they're just a new practice, they haven't done it, right? They haven't sat with their thoughts before. It's so good to ask you know, just different questions and things to see what comes up because they don't know. They've never done that before. So yeah, I totally recommend prompts. And um, I also recommend if you're resistant to it or struggling with it to set a timer and make yourself write for at least five minutes because after five minutes, you're kind of like going. Like you'll probably go way past five minutes. <laughs> so if you can at least get to there, you're probably in for, for a good journaling sesh. <laughs> awesome. That's a great tip. Love it. And you mentioned uh, like talking to your future self, right? How does that tie into your morning routine? Yeah, yeah. So um, 
I do, I do a lot of that. <laughs> it's going to sound maybe like, I don't know how woo you usually get on here, but I do uh, some meditation and usually in that meditation, um, I will do basically, this is going to maybe sound a little crazy, but I basically like hang out with my higher self and I'm like, well, what are we doing today? Like, what do I need to work on? Like, what do you have for me? What do I need to know? Um, and it's kind of, it's honestly kind of how I get clarity on like next steps, like as, as potentially out there as that sounds. Um, that's really, yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a, a practice that I've uh, started with. That's definitely something I've grown into. Um, but I think it's something that anybody is capable of, right? It's just getting really centered and really in tune with what's going on in your mind and asking questions like, what do I need to do today? Or what's my next step? And listening for the answer and expecting there to be an answer. And then the trick is when there is an answer, actually doing it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the hard part. <laughs> right. Taking action on it. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Um, you mentioned like not talking about the woo as much. I feel like there's been very, very mild to little to no woo on this show. But oh, I no. have no, no, no. But I have the woo in me. That's the thing. Yeah. So um, I haven't, I haven't talked much about like communicating with your higher self. So you know, this is a great opportunity to talk about it um, yeah. because I've only communicated, in my opinion, with my higher self twice. Um, I haven't tried it like that many times, um, mm -hmm. but they were like super powerful, uh, moments into connecting with your higher self and listening. And, you know, I think it can sound a little weird and a little woo woo. So if you're, you're still listening, like bear with us here, because I think that there's a part of it that is also just realizing that you're thinking about and talking with, um, the person that you want to become yeah. so like if you think about it more like that and you know there's a lot of more of the less woo-woo minds if you think about it from that standpoint into like who you want to be and what they would say to you in this situation it's very similar in that regard um yeah, yeah i yeah. mean i think like if you're if it's like kind of feeling weird or anything I think a, a good reminder is that like I would I would argue that at some point in everybody's life they've had an experience where they got that kind of intuitive hit or that like oh turn left here instead or oh get in that line at the grocery store it's the same thing it's just doing it more intentionally instead of you know a random little I have a good one that happened to me this morning actually it's gonna sound yes go on <laughs> yes share so I was, um, I was driving pretty early because I had to bring uh, my partner somewhere early. And so I was driving back by myself and I don't drive very often. I don't like driving. It's not like my favorite thing. So I just don't do it. So I was a little nervous and uh, it was early enough. That it was still dark. It was like maybe like five. And so I'm, you know, definitely like 10 and twoing it. Like I'm like white knuckles, like really nervous. Uh, <laughs> I'm like fine driver. I just get really nervous. And so I'm going and for some reason, I'm driving on a, down a road that is have, does have a lot of trees and stuff, but there's also houses everywhere. So this thought seems really irrational, but I had this thought in my head of like, you should watch out in case there's a deer. And like, I live in South Carolina, like there are deer. And so, but I remember thinking, as I was thinking, what a weird thought, there would never be a deer here. A raccoon ran out and you know, raccoons usually scurry. This raccoon stopped in the middle of the road the way that a deer would. And I, so I had to like slam on the brakes. And I was like, that's weird. 
like that's like that's like a little chill bumpy so anyway wasn't a deer yes. still still could have been an issue luckily I was alert because I was like why would I think about a deer oh raccoon you know so but I feel like yeah. a lot of people have had situations like that that's to me your higher self that's something else coming into the into play right like something is looking out for you in some regard preparing you you know you can call it coincidence if you want but you know you have you have your choice in believing whatever you think it is but you can't deny that those things um happen you know yeah yeah have there been other situations that you've had that happen do you have any other examples um yeah i do have another one it's kind of it's a little bit of a longer story but it's a, it's a good one all right let's hear, hear it. it i'm ready okay. yeah i find this very fascinating this is like wasn't necessarily expecting that this is where <laughs> it was gonna go and i like to lean into those so yeah um so years ago when i um right after i graduated from college i went to go visit my sister who she was living in like the middle of nowhere oklahoma because um her husband was in pilot training for the Air Force. And so he was gonna be gone, I had just graduated. And so she's like, come visit me, like let's hang out, da, da, da. So I went out there and because it was such a small town, it made more sense for me to fly into Dallas and then to drive. So we spent a couple of days in her very small town. We got kind of bored. So like, I was flying out of Dallas in a few days. So I was like, let's just go to Dallas and hang out. Like the bigger city, obviously there'll be more stuff to do. So we go to Dallas and for some reason on the day that I'm leaving I'm like you should just come home with me just come home with me like I just like had this like thing like just come with me mom and I'll be so happy to see you like your James or her her, her uh, husband was gone like just come home with me it'll be fine and to her credit like she was like okay which is like kind of out of character of her um and so she like bought a ticket like got on the plane and when we get to my parents house they were like oh my gosh oh my gosh did you hear what happened and we're like no and on the road that she had been that she would have been driving back home to there had been like horrific tornadoes because like the midwest like like they're like googleable tornadoes like they like totally massacred this like town in oklahoma and she would have been like on the road at the time in that city like all of this stuff and i was like uh, you're welcome. <laughs> like that's the that's the craziest one for sure. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. some like uh, Final Destination kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that at the time we thought it was so funny and so you not know, funny because it was like sad that that happened, but like so it's just like weird. We didn't think about it, and then you know I wasn't really into this stuff at that time, but then like years later I'm like reflecting and I'm like oh my gosh like that's actually huge like but at the time it was just like whoa weird what a coincidence you know nothing big um but yeah now I literally am like now I'm like you're welcome Brittany like I saved you <laughs> nice you can hold that over forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so sorry for going down those rabbit holes <laughs> no it's cool I think that's a like such a unique story in like just taking notice on the things that happen around us, I think that's a big point of this too, mm -hmm. is just like being self-aware and um, noticing when something's coming up for you, you know, your, your tuition and certain things. I mean, cause I've had moments like this too. I talked about one recently on a previous episode where I talked about doing the course um, for myself or doing it for my um, business. But the other recent one that I had um, and it's becoming more uh, closer to happening 
is um, I was sitting on the beach in San Diego um, one year ago um, in October and was just sitting there and I was called there. It was like, you need to move here. You need to be here. You need to make this happen. Um, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, I can't explain it, but it's this weird calling that I'm being pulled there from just it's like I've never had a feeling like this before um, mm -hmm. and it was so powerful that there is like nothing else that I have thought about you know I think about moving every single day and official today I booked the RV to make the trip so there's no going back now um, okay. to this this trip so it's like you know you got to recognize when yourself is talking to you and follow through with that. And I look forward to kind of sharing because I, I can guess that something's going to happen in San Diego or things going to happen yeah. in San Diego that are going to add to this story to another oh, yeah. level. Um, so I look forward to, to sharing that, maybe looking back on this episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so, love that. I can't wait to see you unfold. And I just love that. Um, that's such a good example of just like really hearing it and being like, yeah okay versus like you know there's like you could have been like oh i don't know i can't like i don't know if i can figure out how to move here maybe in 10 years like you could have made all of these things up but instead you're just like no like this is this is it this is happening like right and it goes back to what you said in talking like about action and how mm -hmm. much that's such an important aspect of this that we you know act on those feelings that we say something when we're feeling that thing that's coming up for us when we do that thing that's coming up for us because amazing things happen when you do those things. I totally agree. Yeah, that's been the hardest, I think. Um, and, you know, still a work in progress, right? Like of, of hearing something or, or getting that feeling or whatever and, and trusting that like, okay, I can do this or I should, you know, I'm going to act on this, like really feeling like, okay, all right, I'll do it. Versus letting, you know, your stories and your resistances and your beliefs and all these things kind of prevent you from something bigger <laughs> becoming becoming your higher self yeah <laughs> closer to your higher self bringing it back to that yeah, yeah it's uh it's an amazing it's it's really cool this i'm glad we went in this direction this is so <laughs> um this is fascinating i love this um and to kind of kind of go into so like you talk with your higher self is that part of your meditation or is your meditation a little different uh it's kind of hit or miss. Like some days if I, um, when I'm meditating, if it's just like, there's probably a, a better word for this. Uh, but if it's just like not really feeling like it's ha like, I'm not getting totally relaxed. I'm not clearing my thoughts, like something like that. It's like, it just isn't clicking. Um, that's when I usually will be like, okay, like what's, what's coming up? What do I need to hear? What do I need to process? So sometimes it happens kind of instead of the meditation. Uh, but most times I guess it's like, I meditate for anywhere from like 15 to 30 minutes and it's like just actually clearing my mind and focusing on the breath and the stuff that you hear about with meditation and then after that's like kind of done while I'm still in that relaxed state I'll like intentionally go in and kind of see what's on the docket for me today <laughs> from my higher self. Love it that is that's <laughs> it's such a it's a it's such a fascinating way so you um so you're talking to yourself uh, you're talking to your higher self. Sounds funny when you say it like that. Um, you're journaling, gratitude, got your coffee. Um, do you have anything else that you do in your in your morning routine? Yeah. So 
I think, um, so I actually like teach on sort of a, a like an established routine that I uh, help people do. And it's always with a disclaimer of like, take this and make it your own. And so it includes all of those pieces and the additional thing, which um, is one of my favorite things to also talk about, all of this is, um, is, is doing a little bit of work around forgiveness. Um, I feel like gratitude and all those things are talked about quite a bit in this kind of industry and world, but uh, the other side of that coin is, is forgiveness and like letting things go. And that's kind of like the EFT thing that we're talking about, the tapping thing is kind of involved with that too. But just kind of being like, okay, you know what, like, maybe I didn't do this thing the best I could, or maybe this person upset me or whatever, but like, I'm ready to let that go. Like, that's not a burden I'm carrying with me into today. And so that um, ends up coming up usually through the journaling and stuff too, is just kind of letting go of things that are no longer serving me through forgiveness. So that's the only that. piece. That's all of it. <laughs> No, I love that. I think that's such an important um, aspect to to bring into the routine. And I love, you know, talking about how everyone's different. You got to figure out what, what works for you. That's something that I talk a lot about when it comes to morning routines, because that's how I figured for me, too. It's like, you know, you hear different things, you incorporate it. But, you know, forgiveness comes in so many different ways. Um, and I feel like the biggest one, like kind of like what you're saying, is forgiving yourself for for things that that maybe happened in your past or things that you've done um you know the the thing is is that serving you you know holding on to that and i feel like that's the important question to ask yourself is like is it serving me to hold on to this or can i finally forgive myself for you know yeah. these mistakes or things that you've done i yeah i totally agree i think um it's not like, I guess when you say like, you should progress forgiveness, like that kind of immediately puts most people's defenses up. They're like, I'm not going to forget so-and-so for doing that to me or whatever. And I totally get that because that's how I felt about it too. Um, but really it's not about them. It's about like your role and stuff and being like, you know what, like, I'm, I'm sorry that I put myself in that situation. or I'm sorry that I, you know, whatever it is. Right. And really taking you know, that ownership over it and also like deciding that that's no longer going to stand in your way. So I do think it's a, and actually sometimes I'm confused that it's not talked about more because I think it's such a powerful practice. Like, I think it should be talked about just as much as gratitude and stuff like that, but I guess it's not as um, <laughs> exciting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I think, I think this is an important thing to, to message because um, if you're a regular listener, you know that I kind of have in more recent episodes been yelling at people being like, if you're not doing gratitude, what are you doing? Cause we've had every single guest on the show mention gratitude. If you're not taking <laughs> notes yet. Um, so it was great to kind of bring this new perspective. Um, and obviously gratitude is still an important part, um, yeah, but adding a new level that can be, it's, it's almost like the other side to gratitude. It's almost like they're yeah. two coins. Um, so I'm interested in kind of incorporating that. I think, I think there's levels of me and um, to, to be able to bring that into my world. So thank you. You're so welcome. Anytime. No, yeah, awesome. I think it, I totally agree that it's like, yeah, they go hand in hand for sure. So I'm glad that, I'm glad that you've been talking about gratitude on here too. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a nonstop. It's such an important part, you know, like it's an amazing thing to be here on this earth you know, just to like be alive, to like wake up that day um, yeah. is enough to be like 
amazing. And um, we can shift our perspective to start seeing things like that. The other things start to wash off us, you know, things just like bounce off us, literally, where nothing can can like get in our way when we come from that place. So big, big believer in that. So you've, you've got a lot of exposure in this. I know we've talked a lot about this, um, in different areas. Um, Mm -hmm. so what are some of your, um, books? And I know I'm sure there's a lot of similarities here, um, that you have like acquired this or training that you've acquired all of this to kind of obviously create your own and shift your own, but you had to start from somewhere. So there are certain like, um, you know, books that really stand out to you in this regard. Yeah. So I, I actually haven't read like, um, someone let everyone miracle morning or the miracle morning. Yeah. Yeah. I actually haven't read that because I, there's a part of me that really like, um, resist somebody telling me like, you have to do these, you know, four things or whatever, even though I've just it's seven but, but yeah. I suggested I suggested you don't have to do any of them <laughs> so like I haven't actually read that book um but I think I think probably the biggest book that has got me in this in this place of thinking about routines and habits and rituals is a book called The Power of Habit um by Charles Duhigg if you're that yep uh-huh um, and it's it's not it's not a, like it's not a spiritual book or like a woo-woo book or anything it's literally just talking about habits and forming them and how to form them and for whatever reason that book just clicked with me because I was like oh like I have control over this like I guess prior to that I thought oh I just have this habit because I have this habit or whatever like I didn't think about how that habit came to be and so that book really opened up like being intentional with what I create because it will create the desired result and and making that automatic and subconscious and and going in the background so that's probably where I like started my journey into all things yeah (laughs) it's a great book um that definitely was one of the earlier ones that I um you know started and it is so interesting on how they communicate um or how he communicates the you know talking about the habit loop and I remember I did like a bunch of um videos about it and I've definitely talked about it on the of the show some of the earlier episodes um and it is it's just uh like once you understand how your habits are formed and why you have both good habits and bad habits and it brings awareness to that to what's triggering your bad habit and then how to overcome them and disrupt it um it's so so fascinating how many have, have you read it of more than once uh, I think I read it like once and a half. Like, I think I read it and I was like, this is great. And like opened it up and like, it's like, I got to read it again. I'm sure I missed stuff, but I didn't make it back through the whole time. So no, <laughs> should I read it again? Should I put it on the list? I mean, I'm a big believer. So I've actually, um, I've listened to Atomic Habits three times yeah. and I've listened to High Performance Habits. I'm on my fourth time, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, I the most of those books are sitting in my uh, on my bookshelf. I currently am reading three books at once. I'm like, I love reading so much, and every time I read a book and they reference another book in that book, so then I have to go buy that book. And so my to read list is over a hundred, like 
probably over 100 books long, to be honest. Um, right now I'm reading no books about habits, but books about <laughs> really weird stuff. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Tell me more. Well, so one of the books I'm reading, um, it's called Letting Go. It's by, what's his name? David R. Hawkins, I'm pretty sure. Um, and that ties into, if, if you've been listening to this, if you were interested in the conversation about, you know, processing your emotions and that kind of stuff earlier when we were talking about tapping, that book, this book, Letting Go, is all about that. Um, it is about kind of the levels of uh, like consciousness and how emotions register in your body. It's very, it's scientific and woo, like it's both. Um, the guy that wrote it, I was like kind of unsure about it. And then in the introduction, it's really funny. He goes through these things like, so you've done yoga and you've gone to Bali and you've done this. And he's just like, so you've drank ayahuasca. Like he's just like, like listing up all these things. He's like, and none of it worked. And I was like, this guy's sassy. Like I can get into this. <laughs> And so then he goes into talking about, you know, what you actually have to do. Um, and so that kind of got me hooked because I was like, I like, I like a sassy, assertive author. I can get into that. Um, so I, I'm not done with it yet, but I do really like it. If you're interested in the topic of emotions and feelings and processing them and having more control over them, or I guess less control, but in a good way, uh, I recommend that book. And then the other book I'm reading right now is um, Holographic Universe, which is way down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Say that again? Holographic universe. Holographic universe. Wait, now I just said it and it sounds wrong. I'm gonna make sure I'm saying the right title. For some reason it sounds really weird when I said it. Maybe because it's I mean, weird. No, yeah, holographic universe. Yeah, no, I think that's just, a, that sounds fascinating. Um, and you said you really started it? Yeah, uh, I can't tell you much about it because a lot of it is uh it's going to take a reread and maybe another one but it's basically um it's super like quantum physics like nothing it's it's down it's way down a rabbit hole <laughs> it's, good. it's cool. interesting but it's, yeah it's weird yeah i might have to might have to check that one out um <laughs> if you have to like i feel if you have to read or listen to a book again um then that says something about the level of like intellectual um, content that's going on. Um, and personally, I think you should reread books more often because you do get something more the second time around. Um, and that's why I've chosen to like do some of the, the habit books. To be honest, I haven't read a second book that wasn't a habit, habit book. Um, yeah, so that's like where I'm at. Yeah, clearly there's an obsession um about that aspect which is why i knew this was going to go well and in, in talking about these these yeah. unique uh these unique books and, and habits um <laughs> but but to, and i'm just taking it down all the weird rabbit holes <laughs> yeah which is so cool and fun you know because again this like provides such a unique thing because you never know what one of the listeners may pick up and be like well yeah i wasn't that interested in some of the other areas but that sounds fascinating so again like providing um, a unique perspective and variety, I think is really important. Um, and what I like to bring to the show. So thank you for bringing it to the show. Anytime, anytime. I am excited to talk about, I'm, I'm curious to hear, I'm curious to see what, uh, what habits we overlap with, like what like intentional habits have you created? Like 
I, I feel like I really like, I really like talking about setting up, like basically, I guess, biohacking, for lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah. My yeah, I mean, I think so. The biggest thing for me and my morning routine is that it is intentional. And that it is not something that is done going through the motions to just do it. Um, because it does not work then if you do it that way. If you're just like, oh, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for this. And you're just like writing it down to just write it down. then it's not going to work. Um, but if you really think about it, like how much, in, and if you are intentional about it, it should bring a certain level of emotion to you um, of like thinking about, man, like what if you didn't have your family, you know, and that sounds kind of like horrific, but like it gives you a better perspective on your family and how much you appreciate them that now you when they do something that you get annoyed by you're you're not it doesn't even affect you because you're just like so grateful to have them in your life yeah i think that's that's so that's so true like i think that's why initially i had a lot of resistance towards anybody like so again i haven't read it so this might sound off base like the idea of like miracle morning or whatever, like where it was like very prescri prescribed like that. I think that's where my resistance came because I was like, well, then it's just going to be a to-do list and I don't want it to be a to-do list. I want it to be like, I'm sure that book wants you to feel it too. Is that what the whole point of the book is? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean, so I do, um, I love the, um, the miracle morning because it just aligned with me in many yeah. aspects um, because it just like breaks down a number of things that I wanted to do already that I feel mm -hmm. like I don't know you haven't read it but you may already be doing like everything that he lists to do so you know it's basically like the and I said seven it's actually it's six clearly I don't know how many letters are in savers um but basically so it's the word savers and um s is for silent so that's like your meditation your your you know morning routine your gratitude that's like part of that um, and then A is your affirmation. So like, what is the identity that you're trying to bring in? V is visualization, which I find is so impactful. It's one that I do tend to skip sometimes a little bit more often, but I've been doing it much more recently. And it's so powerful to like visualize that goal that you want and see it already completed and how much that can impact you. Um, and then exercise, which is a massive one. If you guys haven't listened to the last episode with Dania, it's like all about physical fitness and exercise and how much that plays an important part. So I'm somebody who loves physical activity and how much it contributes to. And then um, R is reading, which was something mm -hmm. that I always wanted to do more of that was like holding me back because I it goes back to the affirmations that I identified myself as a non-reader and so I shifted that identity to I am a reader and this past week I've been like flying through my book like I've noticed I just tried to go a little faster and how I was reading and was like oh my gosh you are reading at lightning speed you know for me um because I was struggled with reading I was a super slow reader I had to do like extra classes growing up um like it, it was always it helped me back so much you know throughout my childhood um, and then the last one is scribing, which is just 
you know, he makes a joke that he wanted to complete the acronym for it to make sense. Um, and so it basically is just like <laughs> reflection and like journaling and writing down. Um, okay, you know. so I do, I do do it. I shouldn't. <laughs> I, so here's the opinion that I had formed, the judgment that I had formed around all, like any of that was that it was just like very to-do listy, but I do all of those besides exercise. Are so you telling me that you judged a book by its cover? <laughs> I mean, I, technically, I probably judged it by its like fans on the internet. <laughs> I just, I think there's this. Uh, what is the? Is it like the four tendencies or whatever? I think I'm the one that like rebels. Like I, like I love systems, but I also rebel against systems. It's very confusing. It's very confusing inside of my head. So like whenever there's like, I'm like, mm, I don't think I'm going to do it my way. Turns out my way is very similar to that way. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, glad we I can, I'm glad I could enlighten you on how Elrod and uh, <laughs> the miracle morning. Um, yeah. And I think some people need structure. And I think that's an important part too, to kind of like tie it back is, is yeah. understanding like if you need structure and you want a more like this is what you need to do instead of like the improvised because my morning routine kind of came from learning from different things um and just like figuring out what works and when i did a variety of different things i started tweaking things on my own um and just yeah. like the miracle morning i just really loved and so i stuck to it i kept it and the one thing that is really fascinating too about the miracle morning and i forget whether he says this in the book or not, but I write out savers at the top of my page in my journal. And so I, when I do it, I cross it off. And so if you've read Atomic Habits, that's like a big part of um, habit tracking. Mm -hmm. And so I can go back through and I'm, and there's a, again, forming that habit where I'm like, I want to check that off, you know? And so like, that's one of those things where, when you understand these things, you understand how your brain works, it becomes a much more impactful thing that when I write out savers and I don't cross off the E because I didn't exercise that day, I'm like really mad at myself. And so I make sure that the next day I'm like, all right, well, I'm definitely crossing off E today. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. I, and I think what's interesting is like when you, I think what's interesting is like how that is so based in like, neuroscience and you know how our brains work to be more efficient and how like that is all like so true in both of our experiences and these authors experiences etc but then like that's like how you go on to create things in your life like in your business is through habits like it's literally how you get everything that you want it's by continually showing up by continually doing the thing and so it's like yeah we're talking about journaling and affirmations but like that's like a small glimpse into like what can unlock so much in your life. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I said that clearly. Um, absolutely. It's why I'm obsessed with habits because I think <laughs> it is everything, you know, it's, if you want to achieve your goals, you need to create the habits that are going to achieve your goals. It's as simple yeah. as that. If you want amazing, if you want to, have a bigger house. Well, guess where that starts? It starts with saving money. What's your habit? What's your spending habits? What's your saving habits? Like all of these things correlate to, you could even take it further in like to your habits of how, what the temperature is in your house and like how that correlates to how much, you know, um, you know, it's such a crazy 
world and understanding like what our habits are you know if you again to, to use the money analogy too if like you go to the, you like shopping but you go to the store and like you always have this habit of when you go into this one store you always buy something then you know that that's your habit how do you break that habit um could it be like not going into the store but again and that comes back to like the habit loop in um you know how we can incorporate what our habits are to make the best choices that serve us um you know and I, that's why i love all this because and this is why like what my membership is based around is like incorporating all of these books that i've read into a full system because they do intertwine you know when you write your goals every day then you're now setting the intention of like what you want to achieve so you're going to make the best choices throughout the day because you've now wrote your goal and so it's going to help you to achieve your goal because you've now written it every day you're thinking about it if you say you want to lose weight is that going to work if you think about losing weight each day write it down every day when those bad choices come up you're going to be more likely to make the right decision yeah yeah and i think it's um it's i say this sometimes in uh in different you know copy to kind of poke people a little bit but it's like not even that difficult and i think a lot of times people think because it is pretty simple to understand that it means it's not as effective and i'm like well there's a reason that everybody on your podcast and every successful person basically ever says show gratitude right your gratitude out but like how many people actually do that or are people you know nine out of ten people saying people saying like i don't know that's too easy it must be something harder it's too simple like i don't but the people that do it are the people that get places and do things and accomplish things and so i guess i'm saying all of this to say like it might sound simple and that's a good thing like simple does not mean ineffective by any any way shape or form <laughs> right and there's a level of of belief i feel that comes with it as well and just in trusting in that these things work when somebody who is much more successful than you um says to do something it's probably something you should do and i'm not saying me i'm saying look at listen to these books you know like listen to these of the Tony Robbins and the Brendan Burchards and I'm just, you know, sharing their message so that more people will, um, you know, do it. Um, because I have seen the impact and it does, and it's so great. I love that you brought that up because it is such a simple thing to do yet people don't make a habit of doing it. And yeah. that's, that's the whole thing. You know, when someone's like, I'm not happy. Well, like, have you tried a gratitude journal? You know, that's like my rebuttal to that. And then I'm sure most people would probably be like, that's stupid. You know, how is that going to help me? I'm upset. Like, Oh, sorry. But <laughs> if you haven't tried it, then, and then I don't feel sorry for you because you're not giving it an opportunity to work. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that goes to like what you were talking about earlier with the action. You don't like just take action on things and see if it works for you. If it doesn't, then tweak it, change it, do it differently, find a new way, and yeah. move forward. I think that is, um, I mean, I get it, because I, I, it's not like I'm like immune to fear or anything like that, but like there's so much fear in doing things, and I find, which seems to blow my clients' minds, but I find that most of my clients 
know exactly what they need to do. They're just not doing it out of fear. Like, it's not like they're coming in and I'm saying like, all right, execute this strategy and this strategy and this strategy. It's just getting them out of the way of stopping doing the strategies that they want to do. <laughs> like, they already know, they already have it inside of them. They already are like, they have the whole thing. Like, literally I was on a client call today. She knew exactly what she wanted to do. It was just a matter of like working through this like fear and stuff. And so I say all that to say that like the action is potentially the hardest part because there will be fear. But if you, and this is a, a concept from NLP, but like if you just accept that there's no such thing as failure, then what's there to be scared of? And I don't believe there's failure. I believe you get what you want or you learn something. And like, that makes everything so much simpler and easier to, to move forward because you're like, okay, I can't fail. Like I'm just gonna accomplish what I set out to do or I'm gonna learn something that will help me do it next time, period. End of story. <laughs> Yes, I love that. <laughs> it is, you know, there's an association that comes with fear that like pain follows. Um, and it's just like more often not the case. Um, I know like I love Will Smith's um, story. I don't know if you've heard it, um, mm -hmm. but I, your your smile makes you seem like you're a Will Smith fan. So that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love Will Smith. He's awesome. Um, so he shares a story about going skydiving and just how the whole time you're so scared you know like the week before like every day leading up to it the hours that are happening but then the actual act of you jumping out of a plane perfectly good airplane you're not scared anymore and it's the build-up that often is the most fearful thing and as someone who has gone skydiving i can relate to that a hundred percent um, have you gone skydiving? I haven't. I uh, there was a there was like a time when people that I, like my friends were doing it in different kind of groups, and I always chickened out. I never did it. But that was I was with this person. I'm, I want to go now. Now that I'm older and wiser, but I was never young and fearless. I was young. Oh and yes. Oh, this may have to be our mastermind trip that we do. Um, go skydiving. <laughs> Um, cause I think it's, I think everyone should do it. I think it's one of the most exhilarating things you can do. Um, there's just, uh, again, it's like that, that fear is part of it, um, and overcoming it. And I was laughing hysterically before the flight, um, or like while I'm on the plane, just like out of pure fear, you know, oh, like if it was any other emotion, I'd be crying my eyes out, but I chose to use laughter as like my way to you know process the fear that I was feeling um and so but it is it was a life-changing experience for me and I just think that everyone should do it because again like you realize that the actual falling out of the plane is not actually what's scaring you and there's yeah. so many deeper underlying messages there that people are scared of like video but when they actually like put it out there, they're like not really that worried about it anymore. Yeah. I think that there's so many parallels like in business stuff. I know one that I had for a while, which is going to sound so silly, but like if I ever had to write an email that was like a little more assertive, like enforcing a boundary or something like that, I would just build it up in my head. I would put it off and the same way that I'm sure people do with video. And then you finally do it and you're like, why did I wait? three weeks to do this. <laughs> like, this took me five minutes. It was so simple. Like, I really just 
let it become this huge thing. And I made it worse for me with emails by waiting so long and like all of this, but like, it's not, it's nothing. It's literally nothing. It's fine. Like I'm still fine. You're right. And so, yeah, I feel like there's a ton of parallels and for that in business of like things that you get so scared of that when you do it, you're just like, oh, okay. That was not a big deal. On to the next. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, jump out of the plane, just, uh, take action, yeah. see what happens. Yeah. yeah. And I think and something that's okay. Go ahead. I was going to say that I think, um, when you think about how fear feels like in your body, which might be like something that people haven't thought about, but if you think about like what it feels like to feel fear for most people, it's kind of like those like, butterflies, like a little bit of like a tummy ache or whatever. But then if you think about what does excitement feel like, pretty similar. So is it fear or is it excitement? And I think in a lot of ways, those go really hand in hand. If you think about jumping out of an airplane or going on a roller coaster or like getting a tattoo or whatever, like those are, those are two peas in the same pod. So like, just choose it as excitement. Like, of course there's real fear. Like if you're actually in danger, don't choose excitement. <laughs> like, but that feels, that will feel even more different in your body, right? That will feel way different than just butterflies in your stomach that will feel like whatever cold sweat or something so like you'll know that that's a different kind of fear but if it's just like a little antsy a little like that's the same as excitement so that's so awesome (laughs) it is it's a great uh it's a great comparison it's the same it's almost like the same um as um happiness and sadness um you know like a wedding and a funeral there's people crying at both um, me oh. watching any episode of Queer Eye or that new show, Say I Do, where they're just changing people's lives. I'm like laughing and crying at the same time, the whole, the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it is. It's an amazing thing, though. Like, it just are the way that our emotions are and how correlated they are from both, um, both sides. And like, to go back to what you were talking about in regards to like, fear and failure because I think that's a big part of the fear is most of the times people are afraid of the failure um but it's like if you just accept that that failure is not a bad thing and that it's just another learning experience and that being bad is okay then you start to get more excited and you think about this wow this is going to be such a great learning experience instead of coming at that like, oh my gosh, like what's going to happen if I do this? Uh, what, what if I don't, what if it doesn't go well? And really just focusing on accomplishing it versus the outcome. I completely agree. Something I ask, um, something that I asked myself when I was kind of having these realizations around failure and that I ask uh, clients and stuff when it comes up is like, what are you actually scared of? Because like failure is kind of, subjective like what I think is a failure might not be what you think is a failure it might not be what whatever next person thinks is a failure and so I find that for a lot of people and myself included like it wasn't even defined it was just like this ambiguous thing we were scared of but like when you really dig into it you're like for me like what would failure actually be I realized how far away from that I really was like I would say oh I'm scared to go do this video because I'm scared of I might fail but when I really think about what failure is it's like I lose my business, I lose my house, like, I lose my partner, I lose my cats, like, is that going to happen if this video doesn't go well? Like, absolutely not, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? So it's like, 
really recognizing what it is that you're so scared of and, re and seeing that it's so far away from from what could potentially actually logically happen yeah <laughs> no absolutely and i think that's powerful i think tim ferris has a ted talk i remember watching it about fear and talks mm -hmm. about like what is the worst case scenario and at the time it was like very helpful for me because i was going through like whether or not to start my business or not mm -hmm. and you know i was i was um living um you know with my friends and out for my parents and i was kind of like this doesn't work I have to move back home with my parents. It's like, wow, that's like not really that bad of a worst case scenario. There's definitely worse things that I could think of that uh, like, yeah, well, all right. So I don't really have anything to be scared of when you really think about what the worst case scenario really could be. And also just having the belief that you'll figure it out as you go. You know, you've yeah. gotten through this much of your life so far. <laughs> I literally, yeah, completely agree. I say that all the time. I'm like, oh man, just make it this far. <laughs> like, I must be doing something right. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing, like, what we realize we're capable of um, when we look back and reflect on what we've accomplished already. Yeah, bringing it back to the gratitude because, like, I I feel like that is um, something when I do gratitude and when I kind of bring it to people that have not yet done it I always say like like let's just say you put a number on it 10 things you're grateful for all right three of those need to be things that are about you that you're grateful for things that you've done things that you are like needs to be not just like oh I'm grateful for my house and I'm grateful for you know my iPhone and I'm grateful for my water bottle like no I'm grateful for like myself for wanting to learn more about this subject or I'm grateful for myself for taking action on that thing and really making sure that you own what you've done and who you are and what you can do yes absolutely and that that reflection also too um because my part of my nightly routine is a reflection and looking back on like what have i accomplished how have you done today like what have you accomplished and that's such an important aspect it's the same thing of like if you take time to reflect on where you've been in the last six months, the last year, the last five years. And you're like, oh, wow, I actually have done a lot. And I feel like as business owners, we suffer through that a lot because we're, we think so much about the future and where we're going. And, you know, we don't take a moment to be like, wow, like, let me just like look back for a second. Like, whoa, remember what that was like? Remember when you didn't have a business? Remember when you were staying up super late, working a nine to five, just like trying to figure this out? spending hours upon hours, you know, building something that wasn't even just in your head. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's well, coming yeah. up for me. I don't know if it's coming up for you of like when you first started, if you had that, um, you know, that aspect. Yeah. No, I had a lot of, a lot of late nights, a lot of, a lot of Pinterest searching on how to do things. But I do think that's really important. And I, that makes me think of something that I, I just wrote some content around. This is like fresh on my mind, but this idea of like when you set goals, um, and being grateful for the steps along the way to it. Like, so let's say, for example, you have this goal of like, okay, I'm going to make $10,000 this month and you, you make a thousand dollars and making sure that you feel really freaking good about that a thousand dollars. Cause I think most people in my experience default to the other thing and being like oh, 9,000 more to go. No, <laughs> celebrate that a thousand, like feel really good about that and know that the rest is coming, but like, don't, 
don't just always see it from, I mean, I guess that's like, what, like glass half empty or whatever. But I think that reflection piece is like really important to say like, no, I did this today. I made this today. I created this today. I helped this today or whatever. Um, versus just focusing on, you know, the big picture, all the things left to do mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Yeah. Focusing on the accomplishments of the day versus the outcomes that that you're trying to think of, you know, oh, you didn't lose 50 pounds, but did you lose one? Like, great. Because now you're, you know, 49 pounds, you know, you're closer. You're one pound closer yeah. to your goal. Um, yeah. such a pound closer than you were yesterday. Uh, yeah. And that's, and that goes back to the habits too, is like, it's small steps, small mm-hmm. things that we create in our lives that can re- create massive change. You know, like you stop buying it, pretzels that's a weakness of mine so i thought it just came to my head um you know like if you can take these little habits of things that like don't serve you that are bad for you um and slowly start to eliminate it you're making small changes that have massive growth over time instead of trying to make massive changes which is why most people struggle with diets and because they they go from not exercising to not dieting to this like rabbit food like you know six out six days a week workouts mm-hmm. like no nah, it's not it's not gonna work your body can't yeah. sustain that you know it starts with just some healthy choices better healthy choices or just going for walks like that's totally. amazing what can happen totally and like something that um i don't remember who said it to me in what context but the, the statement is that like willpower is not an unlimited resource like all of those sorts of like going about things where you just like you know full-fledged dive all the way in that kind of stuff like that's depending on willpower and like you will run out of that without the habits and things to support it and so yeah totally agree (laughs) yeah i think um i think that maybe in atomic habits i forget whether it's in the the um the power of habit or not um that aspect of like you need to help your willpower out when you're feeling the willpower, you need to set things in place so that when you don't have it, you have that support from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Awesome. Amazing. Love it. This is so (laughs) awesome. Um, I have a few quick things. So one thing I love to ask and, um, is I know we talked a little bit about some different books, but do you have any um, books that you like absolutely love, recommend? It doesn't have to be about habits. Again, it can be like anything, mm-hmm. something that you always recommend or just like a life-changing book. I do. It's not about habits, but it could be about habits if you if you read it through that lens. Um, but it, regardless, uh, changed everything for me. Um, it's by, uh, sorry, I'm blanking. <laughs> this is going to sound bad on your podcast. Oh my gosh, I just totally blanked on the name of the book. I got to Google it. The, name, the author's name is Greg McCann, and I just totally blanked on it. Essentialism. McCown. Essentialism. Oh, yeah. That sounds I, I so familiar. To say, I... I wanted to say existentialism, which is a completely different subject. <laughs> and so I was like, that is not the subject. Essentialism. Um, so it's really about like less but better, right? Yeah. Um, I've, I've listened to it. I probably need to do a, a re lesson because I. Um, I'm trying to remember like certain things and I can't. So that probably means I'm due for another <laughs> list. And that's one thing I have a whole list of books, but I find it almost more impactful to go back through books you've already listened to than to try and start another book. Um, because that book's just going to keep going. I got, you know, there's, there's 
I'm with you and having so many. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. So cool. Uh, lastly, what is the best place for somebody to reach out to you, follow you? Um, yeah, um, I'm on Instagram mostly. I uh, am at Caitlin S. Kessler, which I guess I'll tell you how to spell it for in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll put it in the show okay. notes. Yeah, but I feel but, like um, you have a pretty easy last name. It's not like Bonatatabis where someone would have to try and spell that. I think people, yeah, you know, Caitlin with an A I T L Y N. There you go, and then you know you can go from there. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mostly hang out over on Instagram. Um, I like to do lots of lives and stories and share cat pics and mindset stuff. <laughs> nice cat pics and mindset. There you go. <laughs> If you didn't need a reason, that's like, that's just screaming why you need to go follow Caitlin right now. Love it. Appreciate it. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Um, thank thank you, you everyone for listening. And remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K-J-B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.